Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I like your ja- or your hoodie. Is that the new Appreciate one? Appreciate it. Yeah, I um, I actually just got it in yesterday. I don't oh, know. Sweet. It it's nice. Like I like the design of it and everything, but um, the actual texture of it isn't great. It's um, it's a little rough. But like, if you're playing in this, it, it'll it'll definitely. It'll definitely take a few BBs and you should be fine. Right. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. cool, man. I like it. I saw when you, you posted it on the uh, Discord. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what I commented on, actually. That's what yeah. I, yeah, it was. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get into this whole merch realm, but it's um, it's hard. It's hard trying to find something that, that I like, and I'm not trying to do just, like, some low-quality stuff, so... I don't even know if this will actually make it to the shelves. It may just be for me at this point. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll create something and then I'll, I'll order it and try it out. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. So what I used to do was I didn't know, you know, I was so fascinated with setting all this up in mm-hmm. the beginning uh, a few years ago <clears throat> that uh, when I found out about like Teespring and all these, you know, drop ship kind of services. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit! Like once you load your logo or whatever picture you want to use, um, it'll put it on a bunch of different items. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. fucking pillows, what? Uh, coffee mug? I'm like, <laughs> I'm adding all kind of shit on there, dude. I was like, my store had just a bunch of random shit. Beach towels. I was like, look at this. This is cool. Uh, and I'm like, oh, dude. So I finally whittled it down to a, a hoodie, a T-shirt, and a coffee mug and a hat. So okay. uh, it was too hard to keep up with all this other, like, because the designs were not good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm just not good at it. So uh, It is. It is hard to keep up. I, And it's like, I mean, anything that gets shipped out will be handled by me. So having to do all of it by myself would really suck, which is why there's only like a few things that you can buy left to manage. Keep it simple. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you are the head of, or the, the, you started CSL. Yes. Yes, I did. And your name's Keegan. Uh, I am Eric. Nice and, to meet you. Uh, thank you. You too, man. Um, I go by E-Rock on our YouTube channel. The oh, nickname okay. I got years ago. Yeah. But um, so anyway, I wanted to talk to you because uh, I've been hearing about your uh, ranking system and your tournaments and everything mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit lately because I started talking to a lot of speed softers here in the last six months or whatever. Right. Uh, very interested in it because I didn't know anything about it before. Mm-hmm. That. I've seen it you know, here and there, but I didn't know anything about it. I knew mostly about the Milsim stuff. Uh, so once I started seeing, uh, uh, talking with people about the Speedsoft stuff, um, I remember one of the first guys I talked to, I said, so who's like the best, uh, Speedsoft team, you know, in America, once I started finding out there was like mm-hmm. real teams with real tournaments and right. Right. And, 
and they were like, well, there's this, there's this one, there's this one. I'm like, yeah, but don't you guys have like a tournament, like a, a final national tournament kind of thing, like in the end to see who's the best. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, not really. Um, because the, you know, East coast and West coast, they do their own thing, but nothing in the middle. So, uh, anyway, I've been very curious about, mm-hmm. uh, the ranking system that you started. Um, and then I guess the West coast stuff and h- how you guys, do you have any plans in the future to do something like a Super Bowl or a national kind of final mashup of teams? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, it's, it's a, it's a process for sure. Um, and I mean, at some point in the future, I do want to get to, you know, national leaderboards and then, you know, move that into an actual national championship, pull teams from everywhere. So that way it's not just like, oh yeah, you know, we're the best from this area. It's like, nah, dude, you're, you're either the best of the country or nothing. Right. Um, but it, it's just a process. So right now, you know, I have, well, for, for next year, we will have um, events literally from Florida all the way up to Rhode Island. So, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be really good. I'm super excited. It's the, the biggest ex- expansion that we've had so far. And, um, we're going to be tapping into a, a lot of different communities and teams that have never played in the CSL as well. So I'm curious to see how they kind of attack the situation. Um, That's cool. So this will be the first year that you're doing that broad of a, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with the, the ranking system, it's not like, it's not like groundbreaking or anything, but what's nice is to see, you know, your progression throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Is with you know some other formats you don't really get that you don't you don't know where you stand and then someone just says hey we're having a championship you know this is where you're seated you're like okay well why the hell am I seated here yeah um, and I think that's been one of the the nicest things that we did in this past season um is kind of just posting them after each event so people know like, all right, right. well. You know, we're this far ahead. That means we have to hit the next event to catch up in points or, you know, we got to change our gameplay to be a little bit more aggressive. And um, I like that aspect of it. I mean, people that actually delve into it that far, it does make it more of like an official sport instead of some dudes who are slinging BBs for no reason. You know? Right. Well, it gives it legitimacy for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I and that's what I like about it because from – my standpoint, you know, I'm kind of an outsider, you know, I'm not really, I've never played airsoft. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've only ran the channel. I played paintball years ago, but I've only ran the YouTube channel and, and then started doing pot, you know, talking with people here in the last year. So, um, I was, uh, I was like, when I started looking around online to try to see, Oh, like who's the best team, you know, cause a lot of it right now is, is word of mouth. Um, so I, I've seen the names of these teams, but they're uh, they're really like regions, you know, mm-hmm. different like what you're doing um, and what uh, Speed QB is doing on the West Coast, I guess. And um, and so I'm I'm searching. I'm going, well, what? Who's like? Where's the? You know, wh- how do we know? Uh, 
so anyway, it was, it was, I was really curious. That's really what, where a lot of these questions came from mm-hmm. was, uh, as I was, you know, talking with more and more people and, um, and so the more of the speed softeners I talk with at the end, I would ask them, okay, if you could play on any team, who would it be? You know, and mm-hmm. I would hear uh, a couple of the same ones, you know, murder Inc or, uh, SYG. And then, uh, Lobo actually said LTD and I had never heard of that one. I'm like, Oh, so I looked them up, you know? And so, um, cause he liked their play style and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, uh, I started learning about all these different teams. I was like, man, I would love to see a, uh, a ranking system that's combined for all you guys, yeah. uh, throughout the whole country and see a, a national tournament kind of play out, you know, and what right. that would look like. I know, um, the syndicate union, they're on the West coast as well, but they, um, John, he came from the paintball world too. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, he, he's using a more in depth ranking system. So he has players who have their own individual player card and then their stats are logged into that along with their team stats. Okay. So it's a little bit more in depth. I don't have anything that far. I mean, I could definitely pull stats like that, but it's just a lot of like me looking oh, through all the scorecards to see, yes. you know, who's who's got penalties or how many uh, matches you're winning. At the end of last season, I had put it um, in our Discord to show like, you know, what the win rate for certain teams was, yeah. um, how or the likelihood of a team getting the flag first or you know, how many player kills they were getting um, in each match. And it was really, really interesting to see how it all, you know, turned out because, I mean, to an extent, you know, the teams that ended at the the top of the leaderboard, you're like, okay, it makes sense that their numbers are higher, they're performing better. But then you would see some of the teams in, in the middle of the pack who are like, damn, their kill percentage is super high. But their win rate is like through the shitter. You're like, really? how is this happening? Yeah. And it's it's simple mistakes, you know. You have I, the objective has always been, you know, grab the flag at the center, take it to the other side. And what you'll see is uh, some teams they'll think all the bodies are gone, right? Mm. They're not keeping count. They'll go to right. grab that flag at the center, and then le- next thing is just bang, bang. There you yep, go. Yeah, that's it. They peek out. <laughs> um, Okay. So, I I would like to put more information out there. Um, it's just it's a lot of work, and I'm I'm lucky enough this year that um, my buddy Ryan he's coming on board as my right hand man, okay. and then uh, Dan is going to be my video guy once again. So nice. Hopefully things will be a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a lot. It's a lot you're taking on. That's uh you know um and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because you know I admire what you're doing Thank and you. trying. I saw the video. On your YouTube channel, uh, I want to say it was a year ago, 11 months ago, something like that, as far as, you know, what it's listed on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, somebody was interviewing you. You could hear somebody asking a question to you and you were mm-hmm. answering, you know, kind of set up that way, you know, the, the way the video was. Um, it was very interesting. And uh, I loved how you were, uh, your, your goals uh, for what you're doing for CSL. And uh, I thought that was really cool. So, um I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what is coming in the future with you guys and what you're, you know, putting together. But it's definitely a lot of work. You remember uh, 
you know, when I was growing up, you know, baseball, everyone played mm-hmm. baseball or whatever, you know, it was like uh, when you're little kids, when you get to be about 10 or 12, you start noticing like the coach has a kid sitting on the bench doing right. all the stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and remember those uh, baseball stat, uh, stat car, or booklets or whatever? Yeah. With yeah, the yeah. tiny little fucking squares. It was like a grid, you know? Yeah. Um, that is a ton of work. So I'm, when you're telling me this, you know, about player cards and all the stats, I'm thinking, oh, my God, no, there's uh, too much going on for one person to uh, try to keep track of. Oh, yeah, it's it's um, it's exhausting, to say the least, and extremely yeah. stressful. But, um, you know, it. I guess it's um, it's definitely brought on by myself. Like, I enjoy the work that I'm doing. So I don't mind, you know, going out of my way to figure out all these stats and whatnot. Um, and even when players ask about a few things, I actually, um, the murder rink guys with how the penalty system is changing next year for us and the NSL's penalty systems, like pretty extreme as well. Um, you know, they wanted to know, Hey, you know, how many flags got thrown on us last year? So I have to delve back into the, the scorecards and say, all right, this is what your total is. And it, you know, puts things in perspective. Um, right. Cause it, I mean, you can't really make those mistakes, especially once we get into a more quote unquote professional uh, competitive scene. Mm. Like you're under scrutiny from everywhere. People are, are going to be watching you from different aspects, not just teams and players, but spectators as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, part of like what really excites me is getting to that spectator aspect of the game. Once we can grasp that, that's where, you know, I think we'll, we'll take off a lot. Right. Yeah. It definitely needs more exposure. Um, paintball. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, walk down the street in any city, most big cities in America, you you know, like on a weekend or something and ask Mm -hmm. people, Hey, you, you ever heard of paintball? Just random people, even old people, you know, like, Oh, my grandson played it one time. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, you talk to people by airsoft. Like most people don't know. They don't even know what the word is. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it definitely needs more exposure, but did you, uh, did you, Grow up, like how long have you been playing uh, airsoft? How, what got you into it? You know, I <laughs> I never know how to answer this question because I can never keep track. So I, I I remember the day I started playing. I have yeah. no idea what year it was. So um, somewhere in the five to seven year range is where yeah. I've been playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's actually kind of a funny story because. I wasn't allowed to have any sort of gun, anything. Mm. I couldn't have a little cap gun um, in Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, my, um, it's, so my mom, she, she was trying to, um, you know, (laughs) take us away from any sort of influence as she could. My dad being in the military for 30 something years, she was like, you know what? I don't want you guys going on deployment, blah, blah, blah. Like. We're not doing uh, any of this. Right. Yeah. So, that um, makes sense. yeah, no Nerf guns, no water guns, no cap guns. I had a stick at one point, <laughs> um, you know, maybe by hand, but, uh, um, yeah, once I, uh, once I got out, it was much easier to try and be like, all right, this is what I'm going to start doing. And I had a buddy who invited me out to, um, our field tactical airsoft arena in Rockville, and uh, 
Yeah, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. I remember going, I think, two weeks later, and I bought my first pistol, and I was like, hell yeah. I'm nice. ready to fuck, fuck things up. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so and that was uh, your first time? Was it a, like, speed soft kind of, like, indoor? No. Not, um, I mean, yeah, it was indoor, but it was yeah. all CQB stuff. Um, I never really played outdoors until a couple of years later, and then, you know, I nothing, like, crazy. I've never done a Milsim up. Doesn't mean I don't want to. I definitely want to experience the uh, the Milsim side of the sport. Um, definitely intrigues me. I like camping, so like, yeah. why not? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, how how did your first game go? Did you get smoked? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I remember actually going to sleep that night and having like partial PTSD, and I remember <laughs> like waking up real fast. And I was like, Oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> You're like. Um, what what? <laughs> no, really. Uh but I mean once once I got past the the first I think probably two or three times getting rid of those jitters and I was I was good. And I'm super hooked. Super super. Yeah. Obviously. I mean mm-hmm. you're you're taking it to the next level, so uh you're definitely uh definitely in it. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse. Can't go back now. <laughs> no, man. No. And that's I think sometimes that's the scary part is uh you know, when you go from spectator, player, player to, uh, you know, what is the next thing, right? Like right. tournament player, right? You keep going up if you want more of the experience. And once you get on an actual team, like if you're an individual player, when you get on a team, now it's like, oh, shit. Like these guys depend on me, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, I can't just do what I, you know, just play at my whim or, you know, or play how I used to play or whatever. Like I got to get better. I want to get better because I don't want to let them down. And now doing what you're doing, it's like, Oh shit. Now, uh, people rely on me. I'm, I got to keep these, uh, these rankings going. I got to post all this stuff. So, you know, in fact, how, how often do you update the, what is it? The it's on a website on your website. Um, so I, this I was really bad this past year. There was just so much going on. Because um, this last year, I think I ended up doing somewhere around 13 events um, between April and August. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It, it, okay. it was it was more than tiring, to say the least. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I, I try to get at least the top 10 for teams and total points at the end of every event. So within mm. a week or two, trying to gotcha. post something and say, Hey, this is where everybody's standing. Um, and then once that goes up, there's messages left, right and center. Hey, I don't see my team on the leaderboard. How many points do we have? I'm yeah. like, all right, let me go look this up real quick. I'll let you know. Right. Um, we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah, there's uh, – so how many – so if you did 13 events, how many teams are involved in, in, in I guess, in each event? So uh, last year our average was 12 and a half, rounded to 13, why not? Um, and all those events weren't 5v5s either. So we did five, um, five 5v5 events, and then there were, what, six, seven 1v1 events, um, a couple of testing, uh, testing events to figure out how things were going to go. And then um, some qualifiers and a championship for that as well, um, and that that was a whole. I, I tell you what, like once you start organizing, you you would think everything would operate about the same, yeah. but it's so different. It's so different. Running one of the the one v ones was actually more stressful than trying to run a fives event. What? Like, it, there was so much more I had to worry about. Like the there were different game modes for each round and trying to make sure all the props are in the right place. Holy I shit. had to get footage for it, so making sure that I had cameras ready, or if I had Den with me, making sure he's in the right spot. Um yeah, it, that was that was way more stressful. The fives, man, I'll do that shit in my sleep. No problem. <laughs> it's it's just become like a, a, a nature for me at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. something like uh, you don't have to – once you get it set up, like for the fives, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to really change anything uh, for the next round or whatever. Nah. Or everything everything kind of runs itself, you know? Yeah. And what's nice is we have enough core teams that they know how everything operates. Right. I mean, I still get like – when's my team playing? And it's like, look at the bracket, <laughs> you know? Um, I, but it, other than that, like everybody knows, all right, I, if I'm on deck, I should be standing by the field and, you right. know, I got to be at, at check-in at this point. So they've made my life way easier when it comes to the day of, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. And, and I'm, I'm, they want to play mm-hmm. and they want to, you know, so they don't want to miss uh, their time or whatever. But uh, so how do you... Do, at the uh, field, when you have you know a tournament set up, how do you, do you bring like a whiteboard or something, or do they have a board at the field that you can? No, um, put the line so on? what um what I mean initially, I just printed out a bracket and was like, hey, go look yeah. at the front desk. This is where it's at. We'll update it when we can. Oh yeah, um, smart. But this year, I got hip to um, a website called Challenge, and um, it's really easy. You just type in the names and yeah. it auto generates the bracket for you. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So all I have to do is send the link out to the teams on the day of, I typically put the link on my story so people can just click in and say, okay, this is where everyone is. This is where the matches oh, that's are. Awesome. Um, but I, the biggest, um, the biggest gripe I have with them is not with, not with the players, but with the website is, it's um I I wish it would just say like playing now on deck and in the hole. Yeah. Because I mean, we're all airsofters, not all of us have have played competitive sports. Right. Um and reading a bracket, although it may seem 
like intuitive and very, you know, easy to read. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done it before and you win your first game, you see your name move over, you're like, oh shit, I got to get ready again. Right. Um, so it it's just a matter of like getting people to learn how to read brackets and I'm changing it on everyone again next year because we're moving away from um, just a standard double elimination bracket and we're going to run it kind of like the World Cup. So you'll have a group stage and then the bracket stage. Oh, okay. So I can't wait to get more questions for that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, no shit, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole other set of teaching all these teams or players, you know. uh, Right. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it is. It's a lot to uh, balance because, like, how do you put out information, right? Uh, mm-hmm. When you when you come up with these things, like, what would be the most efficient way to put out information? Like, you can put it on your website, but somebody's got to actually put it on your website, right? And if that's you running the website, that's extra. You know, you're still doing the the work. Exactly. Um, like, what do you do? Send out a blast message, you know? Well, now you got to type up a fucking two pages of shit. Like, right. I don't know. Like, step one. And then if you forget to type something in there, like, bro. Uh, like, how do uh, I end by all the way, these here's an update. Um, I forgot this yesterday, but here it is now. Don't update hate me. to the update. Yeah, right. P S S S. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, I mean, it sounds like you're getting. Uh, you're you're definitely fine tuning what you started you for sure, I mean? for sure. Because Everything of more fun, you're fixing, fine. yeah. You, you know, it's just like anything else. Once you start, uh, th- unforeseen things because mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know, and then right. somebody goes, "Oh, what about this?" You're like, "Shit, oh yeah," and then you add it. Uh, so um, yeah, you're able to keep up with it for a little bit. I can't tell you like <laughs> the day of when someone says something so obvious. And I'm just staring at him like, you're the smartest person alive. How could I not forget that we need referees for a game? That's a really good point. No um, not, not that that's ever happened. But <laughs> um, it's stuff like that where it's just right. like, dude, how – I mean, when you're this close to a painting, you can't see all the details. Yes. You know? Um, and I'm super close. I mean, that's why I got glasses. Um, but no, it, it, refining always, there's always something to learn. Um, any fields that are out there right now and you're, and you're watching this, if you can have a TV near your staging area that I can connect to, you are a godsend because then I don't have to worry about sending it out to people. Like everyone can just see it on the screen. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a way you could um I mean a laptop is really small as far as like having your own screen. Yeah. You could bring a projector. Uh but that man, those are so most of them are really antiquated or just fucking hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean what's yeah. um what's kinda nice right now, uh with the, the era of airsoft and actually how quickly things are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fields are getting more well-equipped and, um, a thing like a TV isn't really isn't out of the question for, uh, for their staging area. Yeah. Um, you know, extreme airsoft, Lenny, Danielle, love you guys. Um, they've done a great job and they actually have a few TVs at their, uh, their staging area. One you can connect to, to, to throw the bracket up and they have, I think oh, videos nice. on the other ones, which is great. I yeah. mean, they've, 
they went so knee deep, like good God, like they they've done so much for for the sport. Um, I can't yeah. share my appreciation. what field is this? Extreme Airsoft from Rhode Island. Oh shit, yeah, God, yeah. I've heard their I've heard them like about them a ton in the yeah. last few months. I mean, they've they've done a lot. They have. Okay. I mean, to put things in perspective, last year we were going up there, or let's even take it a, a step back. I went there at the beginning of of this year, 2022, and played in um, a little practice event they were doing. I just wanted to scope out how things were going, whatnot, and they had just, like, moved stuff on their public play field and just kind of, like, used what they had for a tournament set up. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is what we've done down south. Like, sure, why not? And then I get uh, a text from Danielle saying, Hey, by the way, um, we're building a whole new field. Hopefully it's done by the time you come here for an event. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> cool. Why not? Like, let's do that. And within about, like, two and a half, three weeks, they literally took an open format and built an entire field with windows, somewhere around 25 different barriers, uh, a staging area, and they still weren't done. Like they, they still had more they they wanted to do. They've yeah. done so much. It's a great That's field. Cool yeah, when I talked to uh, Honey Badger uh, not long ago, mm-hmm. I, I've I've talked to him I don't know a handful of times, but uh, it he was he made the trip up there for the um, anniversary. Yeah. So I, not to cut you off, but no, I'm so mad at him. So <laughs> he. Oh, uh, shit. He sent me a message. I mean, it's it's actually quite hilarious. I sent him a message, um, or rather, he sent me one. He was like, hey, I'm coming to EA Fest. Are you going to be there? I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to miss it. Um, and he was like, all right, cool. I'm driving from Texas. And I was like, holy shit, you uh-huh. really like, you know, being in pain. So um, enjoy your drive. Hopefully you're safe. And the whole weekend, we were next to each other a handful of times, literally standing next to each other and had no idea it was him. He had no idea it was me and we never spoke. And then the photos came out for the event and he was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, yeah, man, like this is ridiculous. You are literally playing against me in one game. I even dapped him up. I'm, I'm fairly confident. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) we never spoke. So that's good times. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, were you wearing something that had CSL on it? Uh, yeah. What? He was just so taken aback with everything going on in the field. I mean, he talked yeah. about that field like he was so impressed with that field. I mean, honestly, right now it's El Dorado, so I'm not surprised. I'm really not. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Okay. I I really need to make it up there. Uh everyone I've been talking with has talked so highly about this field and how it's set up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I really want to go up there. Of course, in that area is a lot of people I've had on the podcast that I haven't met in person yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would love to see, you know, everybody up there. But, yeah, we uh, we had, let's see, EA Fest. Um, we had something going on. Well, it was a it was a 15-hour drive yeah. from here, here. You know, I'm in South Carolina. And um, I said, no, that's, nope, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think we were going, uh, I can't remember what weekend it was that we went to, um, it wasn't long ago. We had a Milsim. And I was gearing up for that. But anyway, yeah. I definitely want to make it up there and check it out. So the uh do they set up when they when they were building this, um, do they just like as far as design goes, mm-hmm. is there a, a specific uh tournament style setup that you when you when you run your tournaments that the field has to be set a certain way or are, are they different based on you know wherever however the field's set up i mean some some of the fields um vary in size and uh you know i'm not i'm not super picky um you know this year coming up is the first year i won't have an event here in maryland um simply because of the size it just can't accommodate what um what we're rolling with now but um as far as i know the standard size for a tournament field is 100 feet by 50 feet which is pretty large i mean that's 5,000 square feet dedicated just to a tournament field and some fields aren't even that size, so it's uh it's a little rough. But SpeakUB gotcha. um really should take the majority of the credit here because you know they've talked to different fields about getting you know something set up. They have a standardized um, bunker list and and setup or like in terms of measurements and whatnot. Right. I'm just uh, I'm just the guy swooping in and using the field. I do make uh, new layouts for each event. Uh, I I like to switch it up, you know. Playing for me personally, this is nothing against anyone else out there, but um, I personally get really bored of playing one layout for an entire season. Right. You know, and you can learn so many things. So, like, if you play one layout in that first event, in theory, you should figure out what your main strategy is and how to improve it before you get to the second event because you learn all your mistakes through your losses at that event mm. um and i would i would rather keep people on their toes and level the playing field by changing the layout every every event and then you know you can't complain about like well they've already played on this layout before you know or oh, yeah good point whatever yeah yeah that's true mm-hmm yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Uh, yeah, if both, if you change it up, uh, where you know each team has not played on that, you know, make it new for everybody, right? Then it is a level playing field. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. I mean, I I took it a, a little bit further. Um, you know, NXL they put their layout what two weeks before their their major events. Okay. Um, and then the those paintball fields, I mean, they already have the full line of, of bunkers or inflatables. They set it up for their pro teams, and then their pro teams are practicing on that field for two weeks. And I'm like, no, because there's not everyone has access to that field right now in Airsoft, you know? Mm-hmm. So my, um, my layouts aren't sent out until uh, the night before the event. Okay. Yeah. I don't want anyone practicing, honestly. Right. Well, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's a that's a hard. Yeah, because you don't want all these fields, and I'm sure these fields don't want to be uh, locked into a standardized, uh, just you know, boring 
what would be boring uh, if you know if it never changes. Mm-hmm. This one setup all across you know the East Coast where there's uh, all these you know tournament fields that are just this one exact setup. Um, I guess it would be. Uh, I mean, if if you're gonna have a national you know, Super Bowl of, of Airsoft, then uh, it's going to have to have something like that to be, um, you know, to eliminate that variable mm-hmm. so that you know, okay, the team won, they're the, they're definitely the best skilled or, you know, on that day for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that would be tough though to balance the, because, you know, most Airsoft fields, they want to accommodate all these different things. And then, so now you're talking about, either having mobile stuff on the field to move around every time there's a tournament yeah, and then switch it back for weekend play where, you know, people have groups and, you know, come in and, you know, young kids and mm-hmm. whatever, like to make it fresh and new for everybody. It's a lot of friggin' work. It is. It is. And what's, um, what's been kind of nice and well, more than kind of nice, what's been really great about the community up until this point is, um, you know, players are willing to help. You know, mm-hmm. before an event, players will very often be like, hey, Keegan, you know, you guys need help moving things. You want me to sweep? Like, what do, What do you need? Like, dude, just be a player. Enjoy your time here and kick some ass on the field. That's all I need you to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it is really nice because when we have scrimmage days, you know, we'll have two or three teams that are at the same field and everybody's like, all right, well, Let's make this layout. We'll move stuff, and everyone is helping. It's not just like one person trying to do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Well, sure, they want to help. I mean, they're you know everyone I've talked with. This whole airsoft community in general is uh, very, um, I guess, uh, accommodating to you know, especially to like new players and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of them don't don't forget how like how they felt when they started. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking on the, one of the guys in uh, Japan, he said the first time he went uh, to uh, indoor, you know, he went to indoor field, whatever, which is mostly what they have over there. <clears throat> he said, uh, I went, it was shitty. He goes, I went home and I wanted to quit. I never wanted to play again. Cause it was so, you know, I had such a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So the next time uh, my buddy talked me into going again, I went to a different field and he said, the people there were so like, you know, they were talking to me. They were like, oh, what do you need? You know, what do you help? But the first field, it was a bunch of guys that were really experienced and mm-hmm. were trying to like, almost like a tournament, but it wasn't official. Right. Uh, so they were really serious about playing. They didn't really talk too much. And they didn't, you know, kind of accepting, you know, kind of bring him in. And the other field did. And he was like, okay, I could get into this, you know. And that's how he uh, he stuck with it. But um yeah, it really does make a difference with the community and how helpful they are and willing to chip in and, mm-hmm. you know, welcome players and help on the field or whatever. It, it's kind of crazy, too, how fields can can end up having that sort of environment where it's not that welcoming. Um, I mean, I totally get it to an extent, like, especially if the majority of the players, they are vets. And you're you're really worried about like not worried, but you're trying to prep for the next game or right. you know whatever. 
Um, I could understand why people might be a little bit more standoffish, but you also have to kind of like remove yourself from that situation and realize that if we don't have more people coming in, then we are just slowly bleeding out. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it. I haven't. I haven't really run into a field just yet that's been like, nah, this is our thing. Um, you can have a seat over there. Yeah. You know, um, I haven't, <laughs> right. I haven't had that yet. So I mean, yeah, the majority of people are, are pretty welcoming and want to chat, which is great. I, I do like that. I'm an introverted person myself, so I'll just sit back and listen. Um, and I'll chime in when I need to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it, that was one thing that helped me getting started too. There was a lot of people who would, um, who would just have a simple conversation like, Hey, what are you running? Like, how do you like it? Have you ever thought about this? What team are you on? Like it's simple, small conversation does go a long way for new players. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that helps. Um, you know, that's what, well, when we started our channel, we started a channel. I had already had a couple of YouTube channels before I started the airsoft one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, I've, I've talked about this before where when I started posting videos on here, I started getting a bunch of comments, like people were interacting with uh, on the video. I'm like, what? This is, you know, odd because I had a cooking channel. I had a fucking, uh, and I don't, I don't cook. Okay. My daughter was, <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, I forced her to, to do this cooking channel with me because I needed something to do. Uh, mm-hmm. my son, I had him and I were doing a review, okay. just a review channel and, uh, just like random shit. Uh, he's like, well, what are we going to review? Cause I talked him into doing it with me mm-hmm. to give me something to do. And I was like, I don't know, grab something out of the kitchen. So he comes back with a spatula. Uh, yeah, I'm not kidding, <laughs> man. <laughs> just, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the funny part about this channel. We, 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 uh, once I talked him into it, I said, okay, we need a cool name. So we called it CNR reviews. So, uh, Col- his name's Colton. So Colt and rock. So Colton E rock, you know, mm-hmm. Colton rock reviews. And, uh, we, so then we came up with a logo and it was a skull and crossbones. Okay. With some guns in it. No shit. <laughs> and we're reviewing like the, all of our videos are kitchen shit, like household items, like cleaning <laughs> sprays. Right. Oh, uh, fucking, uh, one of those food processors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I remember somebody tell, uh, asking us, we went out to, uh, br- uh, like breakfast or whatever one time and we had hats made and shirts, yeah. like, uh, polo shirts, you know, with our mm-hmm. logo on it for the, you know, for our videos. So we're sitting down with that because we had done a video that, that morning and the, the guy asked us, that was serving us said, uh, so what, Oh, what is that? You know? And we had the website on the back and shit. Mm-hmm. We're like, Oh, it's a review channel. We started a YouTube channel. And he's like, Oh, sh- Oh, that's cool, man. What do you guys review guns? Cause you know, the logo, right? We're like no, uh, kitchen stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was almost embarrassing, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. You know? But anyway, these review channel, you know, the reviews, you'd get a couple comments here and there. But not right. a whole lot of interaction, you know, like, oh, how do you hook up that, you know, PC speaker, whatever. Um, but then the airsoft thing was like, we got flooded. Just all these people from all. I, and this is before I knew anything about the airsoft community. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just starting to learn about airsoft guns. Um, I saw, you know, two of my sons started playing. So uh, I started getting all these comments and I'm like, what the f- 
what happened? Like, this is wild. Like yeah. we have 10 views on the video and, and 10 comments. I'm going, what? And then more and more and more. Uh, right. It was, it blew me away. So the airsoft community, I started learning really quickly was uh, they're very excited about airsoft in general and the airsoft community. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking really cool to be a part of it. Be honest. It is. It's, um, it's definitely rewarding, you know, to, to get the feedback and people are more than willing to, to give it, whether it be good or bad. Uh, sure. but you know, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere and yeah, you're right. The, they're very, they're very welcoming. Yeah. They're very welcoming. Now it's what great. would, uh, as far as this coming year, um, so are you guys, you only have what, you know, just a couple of weeks left in, uh, in the end, you know, to the end of this year. Yep. Do you have any tournaments set up for the rest of this year in the next few weeks? No, we, um, we just had an event this past weekend. Okay. Um, shit. Was that this? Yeah, it was this past week. I had to think about it. The days are <laughs> meshing. I'm, I swear. I'm sure. Um, but we had an event this past weekend that was just uh, a fun event. We did uh, a pistol and shotgun night at the the Rockville Field, and um, it, it was a blast. We did three v three, nothing serious, just super relaxed, which is nice because you know everybody gets so uptight when you're at a tournament. It's like, oh, dude, sure. just relax, just have fun. You know, yeah. go go shoot some BBs and get off the field when you get in. That's that's all I need from you right now. Uh, yeah. But. We're we're not going to have anything for the rest of this year. We'll probably have um, you know a few more of those uh, come the end of January and, and February. Uh, but after that, I mean, damn, it's it's crunch time. Got to okay. start prepping everything. I mean, our first event won't be until April. Um, gotcha. But when it comes to this, I have forced myself to become a prior planner. Um, the whole season's already done. I'm working mm. on layouts right now. Um, wow. I'm try- yeah, I'm trying to get... Good for you. I'm trying. So if you yeah. can't tell by the crib behind me... I was just going to say, you're, you're about to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, so I know um, I know my time is going to be sparing uh, pretty soon. So yes. I'm, I'm trying to get as much done as possible and delegate a few tasks to, to Ryan and Dan so that way, you know, once the end of January is here and I come out of hibernation, um, we can start doing a few things. Right. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, you got a good plan. Yeah. Hey, I'm that's trying. Cool. <laughs> when's the uh, When's the baby due? The 26th. Oh, shit. Of this month. Of this month. Whoa, bro. Uh, <laughs> Christmas baby. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, uh, <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. I mean, not for me. It's more for the baby. Like when they get older, yep. Um, I mean, everyone that I've come in contact with is like, "Hey, you know, my cousin or my brother, or my aunt. You know, their birthday's near Christmas, yep. and you know, they hate it because they always get lumped in. Don't lump it in, you well, know." I mean, what what is the answer to that? Because my daughter, my oldest daughter, lives in uh, Utah. Mm-hmm. Her uh, her son's birthday was yesterday. He just okay. turned three. You know, my grandson, and uh, he. You know, it's close enough to Christmas that she would get those same comments from friends. And, uh, you know, it's still far enough away, like whatever. But, I mean, what is the fix for that? So if, if your, you know, son or daughter is born on on the 26th, right? like, how do you fix that? What do you do? Not celebrate their birthday on their birthday? Or what do you, you know, like, I don't know. 
I mean, it's like... <laughs> there's no I, easy. Yeah, there's definitely no easy answer. There's no easy way out. And I definitely wouldn't give them birthday presents on Christmas because it's like, <laughs> you know, Christmas, happy birthday, you know? <laughs> but um, I, they probably will end up getting, you know, a few special presents on their birthday. Yeah. And uh, the rest of it will probably be on Christmas because it's like, hey, man, you know, I, I ain't made out of gold. You know, tree money don't grow on trees. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, they'll probably hate me forever. But I feel like that's kind of normal until they get into their twenties, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> God, oh. we get a long way. <laughs> I mean, all my kids are. Uh, my youngest one is twenty-one, so they're all my kids are in their twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they're starting to just in the last two years get over. Uh, you know, like get along with me better, mm-hmm. you know, so they're, they're, they're out of the house. So they're, they're away and they're not like, you know, uh, I'm, I was a little overbearing as a dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, I think they were glad to, you know, so they're finally started <laughs> calming down and like, you know, we're, yeah. we're good. You know, we have a good relationship, but yeah, definitely. I, I was the same way, you know, teenage stuff. And then, I went in the military right after high school, and uh, it took me a couple years after being out of the house to uh, appreciate some of the things that my parents did. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's um, it's kind of funny because you know, to an extent, like as soon as you started talking about being overbearing, I just started thinking about my dad. He was like he he was a military man too, and yep. um, yeah. Well, especially that thing. long. If he was in that long, mm-hmm. uh, it's like that's definitely part of him, you know. Like, oh, for sure. It's hard to separate that. Uh, you know, when you come home, <clears throat> when you come home, like you're still in that that mode. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He's a big softy though. Now, now that there's like a plethora of um, of grandchildren, he's a big softy. I'm the oh, youngest of four, oh, and our okay. um, I mean, it'll be my first baby, but it'll be number nine for grandkids. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, our family's freaking huge. Trying to get yeah. at one table for Thanksgiving and Christmas, <laughs> is, it, it is a feat. <laughs> now, do you guys take turns going to uh, different people's uh, houses for, like, the holidays? Uh, that would be nice, um, but no. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we've, we've always been at my parents, and... Oh, okay. um, my uh my mom was trying to push it on to my sister um but it just hasn't happened it, it'll probably happen within the next couple of years we'll probably end up at someone else's house but gotcha. um but for now it's just good old padres for over there <laughs> mm-hmm. we do uh so my wife and i uh, we're originally from cleveland ohio and we moved okay. down here to south carolina 15 years ago my in-laws, uh, her parents live uh, down here. That's, you know, when we moved down. So they've been down there like 30 years. And um, so they're about five miles away from us. Right. So very close. Uh, so we've been swapping Thanksgiving here, Christmas there, vice versa the next year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, uh, you know, her mom and dad are like, you know, they're getting older. And they're like, uh, can you do both? Because we don't want to. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to host it anymore. They just yeah. want to show up, you know. So uh, it gets to be a lot for them because we have, my wife and I have five kids. Four of them live here in South Carolina, you know, close. And um, and and then 
uh, one of my sons ha that's here has uh, two kids, you know, little kids. So um, we we get together, and of course they all have somebody with them, mm -hmm. right? So my son's married, my daughter's married, uh, my youngest daughter she's got married last year, uh, and then so her husband, my son-in-law, has you know three sisters. So they'll show up, you know, like, and then his dad will come over because he loves the food. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's like, uh, we'll have 25, 30 people at our uh, party. So, uh, you know, so my, my mother-in-law asked if we could do it, you know, both. So we were like, okay, we're going to do Thanksgiving. Well, then <clears throat> my two of my son, actually three of my sons bought a house in the last 13, 14 months. Okay. So, uh, one of them is they're like 15 minutes away. Uh, and I said, Colton, he's actually the one I talked into mm -hmm. uh, being on the review channel. I said, Hey, you guys want to do Christmas since this is your first, this will be your first Christmas at your new house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's like, yeah, we'll do Christmas. So I'm like, bet. I told my wife, I was like, Hey, <laughs> Colton's doing Christmas. She's like, yes. <laughs> got off the hook. Good man. Good man. So all we got to do is bring up, you know, we're bringing a bunch of food and shit, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, we still help clean up, but it's not the same, you know? Yeah, for sure. We have it. <clears throat> yeah. This, um, this past year for Thanksgiving was the first year where, um, a lot of us started cooking and bringing okay. the food in. Yeah. Um, and my mom just took care of the turkey and my dad's nice. mashed potatoes. But, um, yeah, it, it, it we're slowly getting there for yeah. sure. We're slowly. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you, now, so your dad, he lightened up over the last few years. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, damn, I'm trying to think when, when did he retire? It's within the last, the last six, seven years. Okay. Is that right? Damn. If any of my family yeah. sees this, he, they're going to be like, yo, you're way off. Um, <laughs> But, well, uh, hey, listen. If if any of your if if your family watches this or hears this, uh, you're busy. Okay, you've been busy. <laughs> uh, you're taking care of a bunch of shit. Do they they all know what you do as far as the airsoft stuff? Uh, to an extent, I, okay. I never go like super in depth, only because I mean it's not their thing. It's definitely not their thing. My mom hates guns. Um, oh shit! And. Uh, yeah. So like, I, I tell him like, Hey, like last year I traveled a lot. So I told him like, Hey, you know, I'm going here for a few weekends. If you call, like, this is what's going on. Um, and then, you know, it, it's not until I like post something on Facebook where they're like, Oh shit. So that's what you were talking about. I was like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. Um, nice. Yeah. It, it's become more legit, if you will, this past year than in years past. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. The first time you bring it up, they're like, what? That thing that mm -hmm. for little kids or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like my – actually, so the the first, like, big championship I did two years ago – excuse me. My uh, my parents came because it was an outdoor field, um, and yeah, they came. They watched everything, and they were like really taken back um, about like how everything went. And I remember at the very end talking with my mom and my dad. I was like, my mom said, "You know, Keegan, 
this is really cool, but I still have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, all right, well, you know what? That's a, it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> right. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, um, <laughs> it's just funny. I don't know how else to explain it. Just a, she's so, she's so detached from anything gun related. So even to the point, so I got, um, a VR headset and yeah. I play paintball on it. So nice. I decided one day I was going to go over and be like, Hey guys, you know, I really want you to check this out. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? My dad was loving it. He was like, hell yeah, let's go playing paintball. And my mom was like, no, I'm not doing it. And it's like, mom, they're not real people. Like I just put like little <laughs> robots in there so you can just shoot them. It's like, no, I won't do it. And I was like, all right, well, here's the practice things. Like you're just shooting some bells. She was like, okay, I can do that. And the biggest smile when she heard the little ding, it was just wonderful. Oh, oh shit. my God. It was really cool. Um, and I'll never let her, uh, you know, let that down because like oh, she sure. shot something, whether it be <laughs> virtual or not. I got her to do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. My mom was the same way, man. Like growing up, she was mm -hmm. really against guns and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, my dad got me a BB gun when I was 12 mm -hmm. and man, she was pissed. Uh, and I, man, I love this thing. I went out in the woods, you know, and I was shooting at shit. And, uh, that was, I didn't really didn't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, firearms experience, right. like none really, uh, before I went in the, in the military. So, um, when I, when I came back from boot camp, I'm like, y'all need to learn how to shoot. Okay. It's important to know and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I have two sisters. I'm in the middle child in between. I have an older, younger sister and they're like, we don't want to touch any of those guns. We don't want to mm -hmm. do that. And so I forced them. I took them to a shooting range, um, uh, indoor shooting range. And, uh, we're just shooting a, a couple pistols. I had a 38, you know, something mm -hmm. real easy to shoot. And, um, so my older sister, when I took her, I took, uh, each of them separate. We're, we're standing there. I mean, she is so like this when we walk down the stairs into mm -hmm. the bunker, you know, the shooting range and she's got the things on and it's like still really loud. She's like, mm -hmm. Oh my God. So there's like four people that, you know, shooting. So there's a guy in a stall next to us and uh, he's shooting a semi-auto pistol. So we're on the right side of him. So mm -hmm. she's standing kind of behind me a little bit, you know, watching me, you know, show like, Hey, do this is he shoots and the, the hot casing comes up over and goes down the back of her shirt, like on her Ooh. neck. <laughs> so already she's like, you know, like about to freak out. Yeah. And this thing hits her and it's still a little warm, you know, obviously mm -hmm. when it comes out. So she fucking flips, bro. I had to like <laughs> calm her down for five minutes before. And I, but I made her stand there and shoot this gun. So she did fine. My younger sister, um, I brought the 38, had her start on that. She was like, okay, well, I had brought my 12 gauge. Mm. So I put a new choke in it and I was trying to, you know, set up. So anyway, uh, I was like, oh, you want to try this one? She's like, no, that thing's, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, it's super easy. Watch, you know, I just did a real quick shot. And I, right. I had like bird shot, you know, something really light. And, um, <clears throat> so she's like, oh, okay. So man, she, uh, listen. She goes in and, you know, of course I'm, I'm, I know how to shoot it. And I'm, you know, and, uh, and she does it and it just wrecked her shoulder and she's like, Oh, you know, she hated me for like two weeks, but, um, 
<clears throat> yeah, my mom was the same way. So uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago, we started our YouTube channel about uh, almost four years ago. Okay. It'll be four years in April. So uh, a couple years ago, she came down here from, from Ohio. She stayed with us for like a week mm-hmm. in the summer. Uh, it was for, I think it was for my daughter's high school graduation. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, uh, I got her to shoot an airsoft gun. So I set up, we had a big party. Mm-hmm. So I set up a table out here in the backyard and I set up some targets on the other side. And I had, I don't know, I think we had five or six uh, random uh, airsoft pistols, you know, green mm-hmm. gas pistols. I can't remember what, oh shit. They were, anyway, we got them from Mystery Box uh, okay. from like, you know, the BOAs from mm-hmm. Evike or whatever. So anyway, uh, I set them all up. My mom actually came down there and was like, she was watching everybody. She's like, oh, I think I want to try that. And I was like, what? You were against all. And uh, she's like, no, it looks fun. You know, because there's no loud bang, right, obviously, right. like a real gun. So uh, she's like, oh, and she actually hit the target a couple times. Like she was, she loved it. She's like, I would like to do that again sometime. So <laughs> like, yeah, one you over. Okay. Right. <laughs> it only takes one. Right. All it takes. And then it just festers from there. <laughs> so let me ask you, what uh, what do you think it would take to get um, you, uh, you know, CSL and Speed QB to do set up some kind of uh, tournament with I don't know how many teams would be. I, I have no clue. Uh, and just know that I really don't know a whole lot about mm-hmm. what you guys do, how many teams there are, you know, all the different uh, game modes or whatever for tournament style play right. and all that. But what would it take to get, like, what would we have to do? Well, what would have to, not we, but what would have to happen for everybody to get in that? Um, I mean, it could be, it could be really simple or it could be really complicated. Right. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm I'm willing to do damn near anything, yeah. honestly. Uh, but for for us in SpeedQB in particular, it would just have to be, you know, some sort of compromise on format, um, okay. whatever they like want to do, or whatever. Right. Um, okay. And then once it gets to that point, it comes down to consistency. So mm. you have to have some sort of legitimate season schedule whether it be, you know, something that I'm doing on the East Coast, something they're doing on the West Coast, and then we kind of meet in the middle to make everything work. It's mm-hmm. possible, but you have to give people enough time to, one, build that kind of community, and then um, to kind of build up both series and let people know, like, hey, we're coming together to do this big national thing. Um, you're either in it or you're not, but... I do not think it would be that easy. Yeah. Um, I mean, my wife would probably tell me that I'm as stubborn as a mule, which is probably to a, to an extent. Um, and I'm dead set on on a few things. And for example, like for uh, for the CSL, I don't use mag adapters in our format um, for okay. for pistols. So we'll see some people with like the um, the M4 mags on the bottom of their pistol hooked up to an HPA line, whatever. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, um, but SpeedQB allows it. 
And I think that would probably be. They either, allow it in tournaments? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and I think that's always been the hill I'm going to die on. And everybody yeah, in the CSL sure. already knows this. So, um, so basically what that does is uh, you never have to reload. I am more or less when, when now modern mid caps, the uh, EPM ones, right? They have 250 rounds. How often are you reloading a 250 round magazine when you're using a pistol? Like, unless the game starts, you shoot and you don't stop until that game is over. Yeah, like a paintball match where they're like, you know, the whole time cover fire and all that shit. I I don't, I really don't see you going through more than a match. Like, it, it would be very, very difficult. Um, but what, yeah. So I well, for a lot of these like bigger teams like let's say SYG you know these mm-hmm. guys um, when they play tournaments um, I, I'm I'm asking because I honestly don't know yeah. so do they do the some of these good, really good players do they really run uh, do do they run straight mags or do they run uh, you know like HPA huge mags <sighs> where they don't have to reload kind of thing. Um, um, so what's the common, you know, I think when you get to God and I'm going to get massacred for this too, when you get to the more elite teams, right? The teams that are constantly performing at a really high level. Yeah. I don't see a ton of them running, um, the mag adapters, for example, okay. LTD, they use gas mags for everything. Your yeah. standard mag that you get with your um, with your high kappa um, or some aftermarket ones, whatever. But that's all they're using. Right. Um, some of the SYG guys, when I saw them at EA Fest, I want to say it was the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, my guys on TSA, same thing. Murder Rink guys, same thing. But yeah. once you get um, into the more broad spectrum of teams, the majority of them want to run Magadap. And that's been the biggest backlash I get since I don't allow them. They're like, "Oh wow, you know, I got I got all this gear. I have this Gucci pistol, and now you're telling me I can only use gas mags. Like, what am I supposed to do? Gas mag? I mean, gas mags are expensive. They are expensive. But when you look at the grand scheme of the sport itself, like, it's not that's, that bad. You no, know, that's a small price because you're already running all this expensive gear, right?" And, and that's an easy that's an easy swap to me. If I had a gas mag or if I had this adapter and I had all this, you know, the tank, whatever, I have an HPA tapped. I mean, most people I've talked with, they'll have an HPA tap pistol, mm-hmm. and they'll also have regular. Mm-hmm. Like they'll they'll have they have multiple guns. Yeah. Um Like what? It, it's not a, it's not a hard thing to just swap it out, right? No, not at all. Um, it's actually quite simple because yeah. you take your adapter with your line and your tank, you literally put it to the side and just grab the other mags. So I, So the oh so the tap is actually in the mag, in mm-hmm. the M4 mag. It's not yeah. in the gun. Mm-mm. Oh that's right. Okay. Well but we it, actually fired one of those. Um, one of my buddies had a, a same thing set up with uh AAP01. Yep. And he had an M4 adapter thing mm-hmm. uh, with his tank. He actually brought it over here for one of our videos. Um, 
That's right. It was on the mag. So it's literally just take the mag out and put a regular gas mag in it. That's it. Well, what is the issue? Well, it's, I mean, it becomes preference. Um, Does it shoot a lot different? Like uh, way different? So enough to notice? The biggest gripe, uh, I mean, green gas is variable. So it's like, depending on what the temperature is, if it's warm, chances are your gas is going to expel pretty good. You, you should be relatively consistent with your, your FPS. Yeah. Um, but once it gets colder, that changes. Yeah. Um, and that's where HPA can be really good. Like you can gotcha. equalize everything, mm-hmm. which is fine. But to be fair, all the events are between April and September. It is right. the warmest months on the East Coast. I don't care if you're in the far north or if you're right. in the south. You know, so it really shouldn't be that big of a variable. There's other things you can do, too. I mean, shit, man. When I played in January um, in an event, I got hand warmers, stuck them in my chest rig, and kept all my gas mags nice and toasty. Um, my chest was on fire, but <laughs> um, but my mags were good. I didn't have to worry about them, like, you know, just shooting a ton of gas out or my right. FPS changes. Okay. Everything was consistent. Huh. Well, there you go. So that's a fucking pro tip right there. Whoever's watching. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that one's free. The next one's going to cost you. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Awesome, man. Well, listen, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, really interested in, uh, in seeing, uh, what you're doing grow, uh, over the next year. So, uh, I would love to have you on again, mm-hmm. uh, in a few months. I know you're going to be busy as hell. Um, you know, once you start the season, maybe yeah. after you start going, uh, you know, it, I mean, it doesn't take a long time. We, you know, one of your nights where the baby's right. not crying and, you know, you're, you, you're, <laughs> yeah, where you've gotten some sleep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wife and I have five kids, so we know, we know the, uh, you know, the struggle. So, uh, once everything calms down a little bit, maybe in summertime, I'd love to talk with you again. Uh, yeah. I would honestly, man, I would love to see, and I know a lot of people, yourself included, uh, and I'm sure this is something that, um, who's the guy that runs uh, Speed QB? Is it Roy? Is that his name? Roy, yeah. Okay. I haven't met him, uh, and I haven't, I just actually reached out to him recently, like mm-hmm. the last couple of days, about being on here because I want to um, see what, I, I want to see a tournament. I want to see a national tournament. I want to see, uh, you know, Who's the best East or West, um, mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway, but, uh, I would love to have you on again uh, in a few months and, uh, see how it's For going. Sure. And yeah, anyone that's watching or listening, uh, definitely go check this guy out. CSL on Instagram. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you have a YouTube channel as well. Yes. Competitive speed softly on Instagram. If you by chance are on Facebook, it's the same thing. CSL airsoft. Or competitive speed soft league, whichever it is. Um, live stream events are going to be a thing next year, so Ooh. you can watch it from the comfort of your home. Uh, we will have an event in Virginia and Florida. You can take your pick. Virginia might be okay. closer. Um, it's Southern Virginia too, so it's not like you're driving all the way up into the DC area. Right. Um, so if you want to come by and, and watch an event, by all means. Um, anyone else that is interested in trying to play, I am pretty good about putting updates out and how things are going to be going. Uh, a schedule will be coming within the next, hopefully, two weeks. 
with official dates and locations, all that jazz, and do rulebook changes. I'm trying to think of all the things that are about to happen in the very near future. Um, if you're a captain of a team, definitely hit me up on Instagram. We have a captain's chat. That's where literally all the newest updates. I just sent one today to the captains. New rule nice. change. No one else even knows about it yet. Um, but you get all the updates on rule changes, sometimes merch, um, scrimmages that are getting set up at different fields, things of that nature. So it is a wonderful resource. Sweet. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, I appreciate you, brother. It was great talking with you. And I uh, hope to Likewise. talk with you again soon. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate right, it. Have a good night. See ya.